If you happen to have kids or even know someone who does, I highly recommend the new musical children's picture books by Emma Pinnell Music. Emma is an author and musician of over 20 years dedicated to emotional understanding for kids and adults. Her books, Gentle Dragons, Healing and Dealing with Emotions and Feelings, and also Queen Tween the Cat, A Story of Gratitude, Compassionate Attitude. Both are themed around assisting children develop healthy emotional habits and positive attitudes towards life and others. Emma also includes full-color, captivating illustrations, also completely done by her on every page. Find these books available on Amazon in print or ebook, or visit her personal website, www.emmapanil.com. That's www.emmapanil.com. Panil spelled P-A-U-N-I-L dot com. This is Grizz of Grizz and Steve's 90s Tuck Shop Time Machine, and you're tuned in to Undergroundopolis. Tonight our guest is Billy Don Burns. I guess I could call you an outlaw country artist. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah brother. I, you know, I used to, I mean, because I, I am a an outlaw, you know, but uh, it's been so overused that sometimes I get sick of it. But, okay, uh, we can edit that uh, out. <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to edit it out. <laughs> you don't have to edit it out. That's it's got to be. I'm just, just talking truth, brother. If, if there was there somebody that you could narrow down, like you saw on a stage or saw on TV or anything like that, and you said, you know what, I want to be a professional musician that what that that influence who would that influence be well when i was about 10 years old you know i picked up on johnny cash and hank williams senior of course hank was uh already dead but um johnny cash really took me for a loop because he was from arkansas one time you know and i'm from arkansas and and actually the biggest thing that ever happened to me was johnny cash wrote me a a short letter one time to me it's about three senator having me originally well i think i saw like that five minutes or i mean no he he wrote you a congratulatory letter didn't he yeah yeah you know what that's all about right what was it about me and hank cochran had a song called desperate men and it uh johnny had been number one for six 14 weeks in americana and uh i moved up to number two and and the record company called and they said, uh, we're not going to cash out next week. And I said, I don't want to not cash out. And they said, we're going to. And I said, I'll stop the damn record, man. I'm not worthy of knocking John to cash out of charge. And I started calling, I started calling records, uh, radio station, trying to get off my fucking record. And, and uh, Hank Cochran heard about it, and he called me and he said, man, I will sue your ass. So um, I stopped, but got it up with a letter over there. <laughs> so he heard about it. <laughs> You've written for songs that have been recorded by what, Merle Haggard, Mel Tellus, Cody Jinks. But, who who else? Uh, people mention a lot that I didn't like. Like I never recorded one of mine, but they just be friends with him and get to produce a record on him and Johnny Paycheck one time. Oh. So, uh, even though he never recorded one of my songs, I got, I got to know him. And, and he always remembered me, you know, because I met him in 71. Well, just taking over the planets, you know, and good music. And that's about the time I met him. Roy Nichols introduced me to him. Do you have a particular creative process? Brother, I don't. I, I, I really don't. It's like some people... 
you know, uh, I, I guess we're all a little different, but they either come or they don't. And, and they don't come so much anymore. You know, seven and a half years I was in business with Hank Cochran. We had a company called Hank and Me Music. Hank fucking wrote me to death, man. He actually wrote me to death. Take you out. Hank was a recluse. He take us out for shit, man. I mean, like Mexico or Gatlinburg or somewhere. You know, he's not a social person. But I, I like to be around the women and the liquor and the <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, Mike was great. I just tell the difference with him. Who all have you collaborated with? You don't know about alone. There's chisels and stone. But anyway, the writer that called me one day, and I was a fan of his, and I got some. And, uh, Vern got Vern had to hit on it. I looked for the writer. Oh. Max Barnes. Max D. Barnes. Yes. Yeah, he called me one day, man. And I only knew those guys maybe for a year, him and his wife, Patsy. They were poor people, came here from Iowa. He was a truck driver and made it big, man. It's for all those cats. And, uh, and he called me one day and told me he had a Harley and knew that I had one. And we got together and rode a motorcycle song, you know. I wrote a lot with Hank Cock and uh, uh, Mike Vickery I wrote quite a bit with, too. Uh, great Mike Vickery, man. Uh, and my producer right now on this new album is Jerry Lassinger, which uh, me and him were both close to Mike Vickery. Uh, Jerry wrote Down on the Farm for Tim McGraw, and he wrote a song of the year for Bill Ray Cyrus. And, and um, we're all old buddies, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry's doing a new album on me. Uh, we're having fun doing it. Uh, I came home for a couple of days. I've been on the road a lot, so I'm leaving. When we get through talking, I'm leaving for Nashville. I'm going to the studio tonight. Where are you recording? Um, uh, well, it got a new name to the studio, and I can't even think of the name of it. <laughs> All right. If you saw that cooking show that I just did with God help us, uh, <laughs> that lady owns it and they mention it on that show. Uh, round, round, something around something. But, uh, it's a studio that Aaron Rodgers had played, played with me about seven years and, uh, produced two albums on me. Uh, after he left me, he built that studio. So it's top notch and, uh, I guess he got in a little trouble and, and, uh, and they bought him out, but he's, he's still the first tour engineer there. So they were smart enough to keep hearing, you know. Um, it's, it's out in Madison, above Rivergate, you know. Right on. Do you have a favorite show that you've played that you can elaborate on? You know, just one show somewhere. Or just, I'll tell you what, you know, 1973, I heard they were having auditions for uh, Hank Williams and all that stuff. And, and uh, since I played Hank about half my life, I went down to Van- Vanderbilt University and auditioned for it. And I won that audition. And uh, the second audition was at 
MSM TV studios in Nashville. <clears throat> I won that one. And the last one was in on the Ryman, man. I got to kind of play where I did in that circle. And, uh, and gave one of his teams. And I, so I played Hank Williams one year. That was a big gig to me at the time, you know. I didn't want to do it two years, but I, I met I met both his wives, Audrey and Billy Jean, at the end of that show. That was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was fun for one for a season, you know. It was fun for one season. Uh, yeah. Uh, shortly after that, I got a record deal in Canada. Spent four years up there, and I really played Hank Cochran, I mean Hank Williams, almost 200 times across Canada, probably. I mean, I. That was my best thing, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just lived like him, you know. And, yeah. Don't yeah. oh, Billy, why do you don't? Why do you do don't? Why must you live out in songs that you wrote? God, I'm terrible. I'm joking, you know. It was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't do the hard drugs no more, thank God. Uh, Right. I really, I think, I, I think I've really been here this time, man, because I'm not bragging or nothing, but man, it's been almost two hours since I had a hit. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. You know, I'm on the right road. Yep. <laughs> was a uh, what, what kind of Kentucky are you from, buddy? What kind of what? Are you? Are you said you from Louisville. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Yeah. You guys in prison in Kentucky, man? Do you know about that? Yeah. I, I think we added each other right after you got out <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I did get to – I think we talked a little, but I, I was talking to uh, – it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't Susie. It was another lady. Uh, Catherine. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that knew it was. <laughs> and I was like – like. Hey, I'm a bass player. If you need to. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you need, if you need a bass player, please contact me. <laughs> hey, man, that's how you do it. <laughs> the counter question, do you have a least favorite performance? That uh, you can... man, I, I walked off stage and cussed my dogs at more than once, uh, uh, I remember one time doing that in Reno and I remember doing it once in Colorado Springs. I'm sure there's some more ones. But I'm a nice guy, but I never kicked a man in the ribs that didn't deserve it. And uh I'm that kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, mo- mostly people like me, you know, and it's so damn good to me and shit. Uh, you want to really piss me off? Except for one of the people that like my music, you know, that I got, I'm on their side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, do you have a particular favorite, either a favorite song or a song that's real personal to you that, that you really like to play? Well, yeah, you know, um, I, my songs are kind of like uh, my children, you know. It's like I gave birth to all of them, and some of them maybe prettier than others, but they're all still my songs. And, and um, 
when you start getting paid for them, it's like, I mean, it just gets a little deeper maybe, but, uh, I, uh, um, I don't know if I have one, but uh, last time I did Grand Ole Opry was with Shooter and his mom and Jesse to ask me to deal with him. And uh, they wanted me to do, is he the writer or is he the song? And uh, after Miss Jesse and Shooter wanted me to do that on Opry, I can't become closer to that song yet. Uh, that's a good thing. Well, as a matter of fact, some kid from South Carolina just recorded it. And I heard it's the name of his album. Uh, uh, what song are we talking about? I'm trying to find words, making notes. I get to draw and shit and doodling, and I can't even read nothing now. <laughs> um, I don't know. What was you talking about? The, the, your favorite song to play? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Easy Rider, Easy Song. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. My head. <laughs> I'm very high mileage, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, if a truck driver's got more miles than me, he's probably retired. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. I mean, there may be a few out there, but most of them are retired to this age. You you've been doing the honky tonks and stuff a long time, man. You you kept it going a long time. Yeah, you you held it together. That's a long time to hold it together, too, man. I don't know how well I'm holding it together, brother. (laughs) Kind of holding it together, yes. Well, well, since it is my show, we'll bring up my favorite songs. (laughs) Okay, yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, let me do all talking. You do something too, brother. Oh no, you! I like you doing the talking. <laughs> is that medical marijuana is what it is? Uh, oh, <laughs> no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. My, uh, what's your favorite? Did you? It, it would either be "It Would Kill Mama" or I'm, I'm going to say "Diablo's Highway." I really like "Diablo's cool, Highway." Man. Is I that is that man. is that a Real place or just a, me- a metaphor for a dark journey, or it, it, it's just a metaphor. But uh, um, that, that song, I always liked it because uh, I've been down that highway, you know. Uh, yep. I mean, uh, and uh, actually, uh, um, this lawyer and uh, him and his band recorded Devil's Highway and got me up in. I did a tour with him some, and uh, Brian has turned out to be my music attorney, and uh, we spoke today. He's always working for me and finds money for me, and and, uh, and he's, a, he's a great writer and performer, too. And uh, so, anyway, that's all about Dabble's Highway. You know, it's like, remember what your mama used to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you like that one, because... Everybody don't mention that one, but I, I like the hell out of it. Oh man, that song was probably, it was very well, very well produced too. The recording. That's Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, that, that was. You, have, have you got that album? I don't have the album. No, yeah. I, I I I stream it. Yeah. But I, when um, I see you, when I when, if I get to see you live, I will be getting out. <laughs> 
but, but yeah, we can plug we can plug in where to buy them here in just a second. <laughs> yeah, uh, check out Aaron Rodgers and me if you're not on that same album, Master and Sober. Um, I, I wrote that song about Aaron. He's with me a long time. Played a lot of gigs and and uh, and yeah, a lot of people like that tune. So um, yeah, all I know, you know, is is, is the road and crazy as hell and. I just uh, thought it's wrong, and, and uh, I could never quit because I never learned how to do nothing else. And then I mean, get lucky and get a some cup of Willie Nelson or somebody and Cody Zinks. Uh, they never run me off. I mean, they never run myself off a few times, probably. But most, most people like me, unless I was hitting them in the head with a maglite or something. You know? <laughs> would you would you say you preferred the studio or the stage? The stage. Yeah. <laughs> and why is that? I don't know. I guess it's because you got people and they can like you. You don't in the studio. You just work your ass off and get them all you got to, you know, I don't know. It's more rewarding on the stage than the studio. To me, anyway, I'm sure it's probably not to everybody. Yeah, you're working on a new album. Can Can we talk a little about that? Absolutely. I don't know if it was allowed or not to get, get in any trouble with the suits or anything. <laughs> oh, no, no. Hey, they sue us, I'll kill them. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be called? Do you, know, you have a title for it yet? We don't have a title yet. Um, uh, the, the way it, the new album happened was... Um, my old buddy Jerry Lasseter been a friend of mine 30 years at least, maybe 35. Um, played, he played Kenny Chesney's band together and played with him about three years and played with Tanya and played with me. And, and, um, and he produced uh, that time me and Tanya, she sang a song with me. Uh, Mississippi. Sad, that. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi. That's been like 25 years ago or so. But Jerry called me and he said, man, I really believe that Neon Circus is a hit. And he said, I know you recorded it, but I don't think you quite got it there. And, and so that's kind of how it started. And we've got, I don't know, eight or nine cut now. Uh, I've been working a lot, so I ain't had a lot of time. That's why we're going to Nashville for right now. It's supposed to work tonight in the studio. Man, I'd love to record in Nashville sometime. I, re- I, I recorded a place in Lexington, but <laughs> and it's, it, it is a really nice studio, but it's like I've, just one song, man. Just one song. Yeah. I could say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've played Lexington a bunch of times over the years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and one year, man, uh, I, uh, let's see, Mr. Uh, I, know I can't think of his name tonight. Anyway, he had more Kentucky Derby winners than anybody on the planet. Came out and bought a couple of records from him and his wife and invited him out to see the whole lot and see Secretary's grave. And, oh. Uh, Lexington's a pretty great town. Uh, it is. Uh, but, um, I don't even know how we got on Lexington. But. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what, so what do you do for a living, brother? <laughs> I drive a forklift. <laughs> All right. I ain't never <laughs> Been doing it, doing that for a long time. And then I, 
I have a a music habit on the side. <laughs> I understand. I'm, I'm glad you do. You know, uh, um, I, I told uh, what's your name? I said, "Hell, he told you his name." I said, "I don't have a lot of listeners, but I said uh, I got his ass, and, and uh, I'm gonna do it." And here we are. Yep. Yeah. I was I was nervous. <laughs> I was I sitting there pacing back and forth. And Billy Don Burns. I want to talk to Billy Don. <laughs> yeah, you are too, man. You're great songwriter, great performer, and we get you we get you in Louisville sometime. Yeah, I need to get back to Louisville, man. Uh, yeah, I think the last time I played up there, uh, Jeff told me this guy bought me a strip club. So I get to the strip club. CJ Cumberland. Uh, well, CJ, CJ helped me out that, that, a lot, man. He was a good buddy. Uh, I mean, I, I loved him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I forgot exactly what we talking about again. So, you were playing it. You were playing a yeah. <laughs> strip club. Yeah. The, the, the guy owned it was a fan of mine. He put me stage back there in the back, and then and they said all the girls. And it, it was a pretty good night. Uh, I should have you contact him again. I ain't played with him in a while, you know. <laughs> I played about the club there over you know, the years. He named them downtown. Uh, that was a couple of shit. That was, uh, God, I, could, I can't remember the name of that club now either downtown. Yeah, C.J. Cumberland had played there a lot. Me there. Yeah. yeah. Me there. And, and, you know, uh, there wasn't nothing to do an interview with me when I was in prison, so when I got out, I was doing one with him. Because I had to stay 90 days in Louisville in a halfway house. And, uh, um, God, here we go again. That medical man one. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so I'm on, I'm on, I'm on CJ's show and, uh, he knew that Whitey Morgan had recorded one of my songs and mm-hmm. played it and, uh, and he, he said, Whitey Morgan and Cody Jinx are going to be here Thursday night. And I said, Cody Jinx, I said, I think that's the guy that wrote me three or four letters wanting to record my son got a great church, and and it was out. And when that, uh, when CJ discovered that, he said, "Man, I'm gonna get you on that show with Waddy and and them." And I said, "Cool, man." Because I, I hadn't played since I got out of prison, you know. I said, right. um, "I said, tell them that I don't need no money for it because uh, I'm in Louisville and I know they got bands and I know all, how all that shit goes." And and so. Um, so they hired me to open the show, and uh, man, it was a great show. When uh, Cody was opening for Whitey at that time, and Cody went on stage and sang my song "Gaylord Creek Church," and and uh, anyway, and, and then Whitey went on and sang uh, "Memories Cost a Lot," and made it all about me. You know, I mean, it was such a great night for me, man. And um, uh, Oh, yeah, you know, when it was over, the road manager bought me 400 bucks, and I said, no, man, I don't get paid on this. And he said, Roddy and Cody said, if you don't take that, you'll never work with him again. Oh, that's <laughs> really great. CJ 
uh, what's his last name? I can't think right now, man. Cumberland. Yeah. Cumberland. Cumberland. Mm-hmm. Did that for me. That was a big thing for me, man. I just got out of prison, you know. Yeah. And, uh, also, I'm on a, uh, uh, it's a great venue too there in the Louisville. Everybody's standing up and, uh, the, the billboard or something like that. Uh, Might have been the Mercury. It, it was a palace. No, 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 no. Or, it was, uh, Oh, shit, I can't remember now, but it's, it, it's a big one up there. But, but about 600 people or so, and, and uh, just a great night. And, and then they get that 400, which I asked not to, you know. So that's when I, that's where I met Cody. Then we got big buddies, and he also cut Stranger around on another album, you know. Well, I mean, a lot of country artists... I think they look up to you as much as they look up to Waylon or they look up to look up to Willie or anybody or Johnny Cash. I, I know a lot of people do. And you, it's a miracle, man. It really is. <laughs> man. I get more credit than you deserve, really. Spoken like a true musician right there, you know. <laughs> no, you do deserve it. Is there anything you want to plug in before we before we wrap this up? Well, uh, I don't have. Uh, see, I need something here. Um, do you know about the big Mary Spar? Uh, she's part of a big uh, um, festival coming up in Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, it's called the Master Musicians Festival. That's uh, July seventeenth, and. Uh, Mary got me on that show. I don't know who I was on, but I'd say probably some good acts because it's, it's a good good thing that she wouldn't be on it. Yeah. In, uh, uh, July 17th. July 17th. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, they're, kind of spar- they're kind of sparse down in, in the bottom because there'll be other bookings going between these. But uh got a private concert. Uh, June 26th in Loveland, Ohio. Going to be at Byron's in Pomeroy, Iowa on June the 20th. Byron's cool. He's, a, he's an old hippie. And, right. Uh, he's, he's cool, you know, unless you smoke pot about anywhere and have a packed <laughs> house and, and have a big, nice poster made of you every time. He's a cool dude. Uh, and I see uh, going to be at the old uh, Possum Saloon in Bright, Indiana, which is a suburb of Cincinnati to me, you know. Right. Uh, I think I know where that is, actually. You know, T.J. Hernandez, we're going to be uh, Doug Dillman and uh, uh, Steve Hickman are going to be with me in Bright, Indiana. And T.J. Hernandez and me are going to be at the Patriotic Americana in Havana, Illinois on 619. That's about all I gave you shit. I, I can't even read this thing. <laughs> but, uh, I'm usually out there working somewhere, you know. If you go to billydonburns.net, uh, the guy that runs that's in Arizona, so sometimes he'll get behind or something, but it's usually pretty up to date about where I'm going and stuff, you know. When when do you think we'll have the album out? Uh, but I don't know. I, all right. Just asking. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to say next week or next month, but I'd say a couple of three months, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Maybe 
Just I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, man. I, yeah. I want to wish you the best luck with your show, and uh, um, so, uh, you got my number. Call me sometime. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you probably get some good interviews at that uh, uh, thing in um, damn uh, uh, South Somerset, Som- Somerset, Kentucky. Yeah, you know, Mary's the one that started Coulter, you know. And uh Cold Wall, you know, he did my song Wild Dogs. Uh great, great cat, man. He was twenty one when he got my song, he's about twenty three or four now. But I heard some of him, great guy, man. Just like why uh Cody, you know, and Wiley. Yeah. Not a lot of good people, man. This is Dave Stump from Band Saint Jane. Here's your joke of the week. What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? Anyone can roast beef. <laughs> that is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform. And leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.